to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Over the course of this month, I'm basing our reflections on the brilliant wisdom found in the small but powerful New Testament book called The Letter of James, written by Jesus' own brother. We're at the end of chapter 3 now. If you have a Bible handy, fantastic. If not, just let me read these striking words to you. James 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. The logic of the Christian life is very clear in this passage. Doing good doesn't actually make us wise any more than fruit determines the species of a tree. Deeds come from wisdom, James says. They reveal who has truly received the wisdom of Christ. James stresses that our deeds are to be done in the humility that comes from wisdom. This word humility actually means gentleness or meekness. The opposite of deeds of humility are Bitter envy, selfish ambition, disorder, and so on. These things, says James, are a denial of the truth Jesus taught. And they ultimately come from the devil, verse 15 says. For James, the devil is hell-bent on destroying our relationships. Verses 17 to 18 then list off what true wisdom looks like. Again, it's mostly about our relationships, about how we treat each other. Pure is a catch-all term for a life uncontaminated by the things listed in the previous paragraph, envy, disorder, and so on. Peace-loving has to do with harmony in our relationships. Considerate means giving regard to the needs of others. Submissive is a willingness to give in to others, often a key to healthy relationships. Full of mercy and good fruit probably recalls the theme of mercy toward the poor discussed earlier in chapter 2 of James. Impartial is the opposite of favoritism, another theme James has already looked at. Sincere is literally unhypocritical, that is, not two-faced in relationships. And finally, James wants us to be peacemakers, those who shun fighting and discord and work to foster harmonious friendships. Of course, James got this from his brother, who said in Matthew 5.19, Blessed are the peacemakers. James reminds us of something that is core to the Christian faith. In contrast to, say, Buddhism, Christianity is less about philosophical wisdom and more about the wisdom of good relationships with God and with one another. Faithful Christian living involves service more than study love more than contemplation, and harmony in relationships more than personal equilibrium, which is a central goal of Buddhism. 
The question all of us have to ask in light of James's teaching is, am I working for peace in my Christian community and beyond? If relationships are the arena in which true wisdom is lived out, there can be no greater test of Christian wisdom than a commitment to loving Christian harmony. The mention of the devil there in chapter 3 verse 15 highlights something else that also emerges later in James. In our culture, we tend to highlight the spooky dimensions of the devil's activity. You know, witchcraft, possession, and so on. But James reminds us that his main goal is destroying relationships. You can see this already back in Genesis chapter 3, verses 2 to 16, the first time we're introduced to the devil. The result of the devil's work there is a complete breakdown of relationship between Adam and Eve and between both of them and God. Just as we mustn't underestimate the dangers of the occult, we must never miscalculate the devilish ploy to ruin our relationships. St. Domino's is a large, wealthy and successful church. An energetic ministry team runs a wide variety of programs ranging from mission to social action and involvement in the community. Services are slick and inviting. The preacher is full of charisma and people travel from near and far to attend. All is not well, though. In recent months, a controversy has developed that has split the church. Debates over praise styles and the proposed refurbishment of the church have descended into bitter disputes. The truth is that two very strong personalities, the minister and the leader of praise, have clashed leaving very little middle ground. Neither appears willing to compromise in seeking a solution. The church has been essentially split, with people falling behind one or other of these leaders. Gossip and backstabbing have coupled with increasingly determined resistance to the idea of working with the opposition. Relationships have broken down, and some people have left the church. The way forward looks impenetrable. The devil is having a field day. Contrast that church with the one described by Eugene Peterson, a pastor, poet and biblical scholar. In an interview in Christianity Today magazine, he talks about a church he recently visited. Let me quote. In church last Sunday, there was a couple in front of us with two bratty kids. Two pews behind us, there was another couple with their two bratty kids making a lot of noise. This is mostly an older congregation. So these people are set in their ways. Their kids have been gone a long time. And so it wasn't a very nice service. It was just not very good worship. But afterwards, I saw half a dozen of these elderly people come up and put their arms around the mother, touch the kids, sympathize with her. They could have been irritated. And this same church recently welcomed a young woman with a baby and a three-year-old boy. The children were baptised a few weeks ago, but there was no man with her. She's never married. Each of the kids has a different father. She shows up at church and wants her children baptised. She's a Christian and wants to follow the Christian way. So a couple from the church acted as godparents. Now there are three or four couples in the church who every Sunday try to get together with her. Now, where is the joy in that church? These are dour Norwegians but there's a lot of joy. There's an abundant life going, but it's not abundant 
in the way a non-Christian would think. I think there's a lot more going on in churches like this. They're just totally anti-cultural. They're full of joy and faithfulness and obedience and care. Well, they're the words of Eugene Peterson describing a church he recently went to. And that's the kind of community relationships James teaches. Let's pray that we would know that kind of wisdom. My Lord and Saviour, make me an agent for peace and harmonious relationships in my community. Where bitterness and selfish ambition exist, give me the grace to counter it with the wisdom that comes from you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hope 103.2 Thanks for listening.